0: How do we neutralize these non-compliant, mule-headed, sovereign citizens? What will they bring to us? How do we silence them? How do we demobilize them? How do we stop them? Well, we know that part of the answer to that question is they try to use the rhetoric to marginalize us. So for the last eight years now, we've all been called racists and bigots and homophobes and transphobes and dangerous extremists and purveyors of mis and disinformation, but the backlash to that has been strong. So that's really promising to me. So if you ask for winning or losing, I think that in the fourth quarter, we're actually winning because the backlash to this is so strong. In future, we might see the first cults and religions in history whose revered texts were written by a non-human intelligence. And of course, religions throughout history claimed that their holy books were written by a non-human intelligence. This was never true before. This could become true very, very quickly. This is, this is really seriously an issue when you have a criminal openly telling you that they are going to hijack the rest of your life and remove the human existence completely in an extinction-level event that will be replaced by AI bots and robots. I mean, that is really shocking to listen to and people just say, you know, well, that guy is just crazy. Everything that this guy says, he fully intends on carrying out. Everything that these people say, the criminals are telling you what they have to do. It's part of their satanic religion. It's part of their double horn worshiping that they have to tell you what their plan is. They have to telegraph and project and tell you what they're about to do to abuse and to kill you and to take your kids and to snatch them up.
1: In the land of the blind, the one-eyed
0: man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael.
1: Welcome, folks, to the special 4th of July broadcast. This is not going to be broadcasted on the radio. However, I stu- they'll still do have segments applied. But there's a ton going on. The world is on fire. You know, there's a lot of victories happening out there that everybody's uh, ranting and raving about. And it's good and it's great. And there's a lot of positivity going on in the world. And excuse me for being pessimistic in regards to Oregon uh, is I think as things spiral down and the polarization of the planet undergoes its final transformation in other words there's going to be factions just like the movies just like what they've been foreshadowing just like what they've been engineering in our minds there's going to be a shift in the polarization in other words you're going to be extremely radicalized and inducted into this technological system of destruction where it monitors your Urine, it monitors what you eat, says what you can eat, what you can say, what you can talk about, what you can do, where you can go, all of that tied in with the polar opposite of people that are eventually, hopefully, going to understand that you can't engage in technology and have partial engagement. You have to completely disconnect from it. Which then goes with my saying, old tech is the new tech. It's only a matter of time until the public realizes all of the back doors that have been embedded into the system and the infrastructure of every element in your life, from your dishwasher, to your cell phone, to your internet router, to your smart meter on the side of your house, to your sprinkler system, Everything now is embedded into this grid. And why are they doing that? Is it for your convenience? Yes, in some ways. It's meant to domesticate you. It's meant to keep you from being engaged in your life because this thing's automated, like auto pay, right? Or Apple pay. And you don't need a credit card anymore. You don't even need cash. You can just have your phone on you, but you got to have your phone on you in order for it to work. What if your phone dies? What do you do? What if you can't find a charger? How are you going to pay for stuff? right? What if the power goes out? How are you going to pay for stuff? And so there's these things that we put ourselves into and these situations that we put ourselves into, but the real awakening, I think, is happening in understanding the threat level of technology and future AI and the embedded elements of AI. Notice how... They're trying to make AI sexy and cool with chat GPT. Everybody's like, ooh, you don't have to do schoolwork anymore. The AI bot will do it for you. Hey, you don't have to write these articles anymore. Just tell us what you want us to write about and we'll write it for you. Hey, you don't even have to exist anymore. We'll just exist for you. Hey, you don't have to be a human. You don't have to be creative. You you don't have to do any of this crap. You can just exist in this utopia and you never have to work again because the robots are going to take over all of the work in the world to where you can live in this oblivion and sleep on a hammock and sleep in and have no responsibility and anything else. Got in this uh, long discussion with my brother, who's on that side of the spectrum, who's all about technology. His his philosophy is that the future is inevitable. Uh, we have to then contend with the AI robots, and the future of technologies, and there's nothing we can do. So the best thing to do is just understand the socialist elements that are being pushed on us right now. Those are just inevitable, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing that people don't have to work anymore. It's a good thing that all of this, and his excuse is that, uh, uh, that the people that own this planet, essentially, have consolidated more market share, and they're essentially quadrillionaires against the population. And the wealth gap has been increasing over time. And so this is a good thing, right? It's a good thing that everybody gets free healthcare and we're the only country in the world that doesn't have free healthcare for everybody. And all this nonsense, and my argument is simple is what about the people that are in control of these systems? And what about the history and the track record that we see of the people that are in charge and have been in charge of just the minority systems, the little bit of socialist systems that we have in place, like education, uh, the elements, some elements of healthcare, you know, the Oregon healthcare plan or whatever. What about that? And what about... I remember when they did care.com like 10 years ago, care.com or it wasn't care.com. Oregon had their own. And I think they spent like $11 million on the website. The day they launched it, it crashed. It never worked. And they spent millions and millions of dollars on this socialized global healthcare system. Cause that's really what it is. It's not a state. Understand folks, understand this. Our state is 100% captured even at the city level, even at the county level, at every single level. And do you know why that is? Do you know why? It's because you're not willing to get off your ass and address <clears throat> voting systems and the actual corruption going on with voting. That's what all of this Comes down to. That's what all of this could have been avoided. Excuse me. This all could have been avoided if you don't get off your ass and address the voting issue. It's not going to go away. And we notice how important the voting is. Do you think this state, even Multnomah County, right? Everybody's like, oh, Multnomah County and Eugene run everything. That's not true. That's not true. They're lying to you. They're making you believe that that's the case. Do you know what it is? It's called election fraud. That's what it is. And that's what it's been. So we have now a full entire generation because they've been doing it for 30 years. They've just perfected it. And more importantly, the Stockholm syndrome for all the people that are still living in this shithole has really settled in where you're like oh there's nothing we can do and oh yeah we should we should fight this we should we should create a constitutional carry bill you think the constitutional carry bill is going to go anywhere do you think that these people are actually going to let this happen even on the republican side look at what happened with the cowardly weak spineless 13 senators Oregon Republican senators that fended off against them and literally, literally told me to my face the day before they went and allowed for quorum for these Democrats to pass three hundred and forty something bills. The day before they said, oh, we have a contingency plan. Their Democrats aren't going to get any of this passed. They're going to be a dead session and nothing's going to happen and we're not going to allow it literally the day before. Then the next day they go in there and allow this to happen. Allow the measure 114 crap, allow them to gender mutilate your children. They allow all that to happen. And what? We're supposed to give these people money now? We're supposed to pat these people on the back like it's a good thing? No. No. They are traitors. They are maneuvering you into compliance, into complacency, into believing that you have a a, a voice. You don't have a voice. You do not have a voice in this state. You do not. It is captured and I believe it is dead. This state, write it off. Because it's been absorbed into the new world order. It's been absorbed into the World Economic Forum system. Into the UN system. And I've seen it. I've been, I sat last week in the city council for Salem, Oregon. I sat in the thing and listened to all these virtue signaling Nazis. UN Nazis, because that's what they are. The climate change Nazis the climate change radicals that think that we have to be carbon neutral. Like that's going to be a good thing. You know what carbon is, folks? We are carbon. So they are openly talking about the extermination of people in a Holocaust type event. They are talking about it openly like it's a great thing patting themselves on the back like a bunch of Nazis because that's what they are. And what? We're supposed to say, oh, good job. Green energy works. In what element? Please show me in what element green energy works. Green energy does not work in any account. We don't have the technology for it. Windmills don't work. Electric cars don't work. I think it's six to one. You can make six gas vehicles for the price of the energy carbon emissions. For one electric vehicle. So how is that a good thing? Why would anybody want that? Why would anybody want that? These people think that they're saving the planet and saving the world and doing all these great things. It's a scam, folks. It's a scam to exterminate you. And I'm not even, I haven't even been able to get into what I wanted to talk about with AI. I'm just really pissed off at this state and all the elected officials that claim to represent us. And still have the, t- the tenacity to ask us for money. I ain't giving you guys a dollar. But I'm going to make damn sure that I expose every element that you can to the public that's still here, that's still awake, that just doesn't want to go party and light off fireworks and pretend like the world is not collapsing. Do we want to live in that world? Because that's the utopia that everybody wants to be in. Everybody just wants to go away and go along to get along and all this stuff will go away and why do you worry about all that stuff? Josh, all the time what do you why do you think about all this stuff? Isn't it you live in a scary world in your mind? I'm like, how do you not see what is happening? How are you not so upset for what is happening? You guys should be as pissed off as I am if not more pissed off. I'm just sitting here talking in a microphone trying to express to you the emergency that we're under because we have a very limited time until the next strike happens and you all are going to be on your heels you're listening to non-compliant america we'll be right back
0: broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10 it's your host Joshua Michael all
1: right listen folks I'm calmer now but how can you not be mad with what's going on how can you not be furious and frustrated and how can this stuff not be interesting for you how can you not be interested Into the matrix that they are literally creating. And you can't get out of it. You cannot get out of this. You have to fight it. You have to contend against it. You have to be engaged, involved all the time. Because robots don't turn off, machines don't rest, they break. But what's the one thing that they have in common? And that's electricity. And they have to consume the electricity. We have to sleep. We have to rest. We need energy. How do you fight against that? How do you fight against it? You have to be able to disconnect. You have to be able to disconnect. If you cannot disconnect or push back, then we are over. And I don't care if this is scary to you. I don't care If this is scary to you, this is your reality. This is the reality. We are so close to this global AI takeover system. They're going to shut off your currency. They're going to shut off your ability to travel. You won't be able to travel because you're not going to be able to buy gas anywhere. Just like the people in Eugene are not going to be able to buy gas very soon. Natural gas to their house. That's going bye-bye. And the city of Salem is right behind them. The city of Portland, right behind them. Look at what's happening in Canada, folks. Look at what's happening in Canada. Look at what's happening in the Netherlands. The Netherlands farmers are getting forced out of their farms. The, The state... Is essentially coming in and saying, "You guys can't farm anymore. We're going to give you pennies on the dollar for your farm. Thank you. Congratulations. Good luck. Kick rocks. Go find something else to do." And that's a giant, giant industry over there. But do you know what that is? That's the UN. That's the EU. They are the new leaders of the world. They are the face. Of the new world order system. And I'm not worried. About offending people anymore. I'm not worried if this is scary. I don't care. If you're not willing to accept. What I'm talking about on this show. Turn this show off. If this is too radical and too extreme. Turn it off. Turn it off. Go go listen to Sean Hannity. He'll give you the spoon fed. Milk toast BS. That you want. So you can live in your little fantasy life, live the little last days of your existence and the perception of having real freedom, well, yeah, he'll go tell you that you're free. He'll go tell you, yeah, you're free. Yeah, you're free. You're free. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Oh, but you can't do this because what's coming, folks, is speech regulation, travel regulation, monetary regulation, every single element of your life And if you have small kids, guess what? Those are the states too. In some states, not all of them. Some states are doing the exact opposite. Like Wyoming, they're fighting against this carbon bullshit. And they're banning electric cars. Another state that is right on board with it. And they, yes, they have their problems, but so does everybody. We can't be the ones to talk and criticize other states because we are one of the worst states in the freaking United States. But Alabama joins the pushback against the central bank digital currency. And if you don't know what that is, that is going to be your future. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Now that it's July... They're rolling it out now. So you're going to start seeing way more of this. You're going to start seeing issues. I won't be surprised if there is some compromised, you know, hack that happens with MasterCard, Visa, American Express, most banking systems. Something is going to happen to where it's going to say, okay, your bank is no longer secure. Your money is no longer secure. You can't put your money in a bank account, folks, which is why you need to buy gold or silver or Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Bitcoin was made for this moment right here. Why do you think they created the CBDC? To contend against Bitcoin. So last week, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey signed a bill into law that pushes back against the CBDCs in a small way that could place some roadblocks in the pathway towards implementing the digital dollar. Some. Some. This is a step in the right direction. But the Senate passed the bill SB 330 by a 32 to 0 that approved the measure by a 103 to 0 vote. Yes. Yes. With Governor Ivy's signature on July 16th, the law will go into effect September 1st. The bill defines a CBC, CBDC as a digital currency, a digital medium exchange, or digital monetary unit of account issued by the United States Federal Reserve System. Agency will made directly available to the consumer by such entities. Dan Roberts sponsored the bill. The new law prohibits government agencies in Alabama in Alabama from accepting a CBDC payment and bars the state from participating in any testing of a CBDC by the Federal Reserve. And here's my prediction. Here's another one. You will start to see states doing things just like this, just like what they did in Wyoming, just like what they're doing in Alabama and Florida, which I think, now it's exposed, DeSantis is a mole, He is a mole for the deep state. Sorry for all the DeSantis supporters, but he is. We're just getting ready to go to break. But listen, this is how we fight back. This is how we fight back. We have to just not comply. Non-compliance is key. Non-compliance is key. Indiana also recently enacted a similar law, by the way, against the CBDC. So what's going to happen? Here's the prediction. There will be states that are going to dissent from the federal system With the exposure of the FBI and how corrupt they are, the DOJ, how corrupt they are with the Biden family and Hunter Biden laptop getting off with a slap on the wrist is only example how corrupt the federal system is. The states then will start to take actions in their own hands and will stop recognizing the federal systems. That's where we're going, folks. We'll be right back. And
0: now, live from an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10,
1: it's your host, Joshua Michael. Alright, welcome back, folks. Before we went to the break, we were talking about states succeeding from the federal system. How's that going to work? How's that going to look? Probably similar to Brexit, uh, where when the Britons, tried to dissent from the EU and the Nigel Farage movement and all of that stuff that was back way back when that started and I feel like we're going to see something similar start happening in states it's now going to be sexy to dissent from the federal system because states are going to now have to reassert their will as a state and this is where my frustration comes into play this is why I was so angry and I will tell you I will tell you it's going to get to this moment. Whether you want to believe it or not, whether you think it's crazy, whether you think I'm full of crap, anything else, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't give a shit about your feelings if you're worried about what I'm saying is scary. I don't care. You can't like unwind all of this information once you open it up, once you see it. You can't unwind it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's even at the city of Salem. Little tiny Salem. They're talking about global neutral credits and we need to be at carbon emission zero by 2026. And according to our 2026 carbon emission plan, which is already in place, folks, it's already in place. And you're sitting on your ass, listening to this podcast, doing this, doing that, thinking that you're doing all this work. They've already put the plans in place. They've already done it. They've already put it in place. So unless you're willing to fix the voter system, which we've been trying to do for years, which is not even going to be recognized, Mark Thielman's thing got dismissed and now he's appealing it. And that's all it is. Kerry Lake's uh challenge to the election system that just got appealed and dismissed. No big deal. They're just gonna appeal it, appeal it, appeal it, tie it up, tie it up for five years. Well, we won't have a country after that. We won't have a state after that. So I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm just trying to demonstrate the urgency that we all need to be under. Because this is happening right now. It's not going to happen. It's happening. So the city's like, oh, yeah, carbon emissions credits. So, okay, here's the thing. Unless you're willing to fix the election system, find some good people that actually want to be involved and they don't get scared last minute when uh, pressure gets tough, when things get tough and the radical leftist demon rats start attacking these factions of people that actually just want to have representation and do good things, So if we can redo all of that in the city council within the next couple of years, which I don't see happening, right? And that's not being negative. It's being honest. We're in a captured state. We're in a captured federal system, but some of the states have a chance. Oregon, most people have left Oregon. The fighters, they left. They think they're going to have a better chance over there and they might, they might be right. But if you've seen that show, um, Handmaid's Tale or something like that, but the way that it starts is that moment when the state then decided to initiate a new law and just close its borders to the rest of the country. That's what we are facing. Notice I notice the beginning of my show, I talk about FEMA Region 10, Do you know what FEMA regions are? Do you know what they're in place for? Why have they been around for so long? It's for emergency activation, emergency factions that absorb the borders of some of these states. Do you know when the state goes into an emergency standing and they declare an emergency? Do you know who gets to run the state? It's not the governor. It's the head of FEMA. An unelected bureaucrat gets to run and dictate your life. And we saw that with COVID. COVID was just a beta test, folks. When They start shutting off your power grid and your money doesn't work. What are you going to do? How are you going to live? Alabama's getting it figured out. Indiana's getting it figured out. Florida is kind of getting it figured out, which I think he's a mole, right? But there's all these articles. I mean, I can just go on and everywhere. But let's do a local one, right? And I'll kind of tie it all together, what it means. So the feds chip in 660, or excuse me, 688 million for Oregon's internet access. This is a funding designed to improve access to high-speed internet for rural and undeserved communities—they really mean rural communities, because those are the dissenters; those are the people not in the grid. So, what the? Why would they want to think about this, folks? Why? And, and this is and this is a hard reality that you need to come and come to terms with. Why all of a sudden do they give a crap about these rural communities? Why are they putting super high-speed fiber-optic internet in some small town in Lake County? Why are they doing that? Why do they want that? Why is the feds pushing this bill to roll out the 5G, 6G system in every square inch of the entire country? Why do they all of a sudden give a shit about these rural communities. They sure don't care about them for anything else. They sure don't care about them with the cap and trade bill. They sure don't care about them with the timber destruction, which was the primary export of Oregon 30, 40 years ago. They sure didn't care about us then. Why do they all of a sudden care about us now? Why are they pushing internet access, high-speed internet access in rural communities well i can tell you why it's easy i've been talking about it this whole show they want to capture and control your entire existence and the way that they have to do that and build the back doors and the monitoring systems and all that crap is through the control grid through high-speed internet Government Tina Kotek announced that the National Telecommunications and Information Administration will be allocating $688.9 million to Oregon to help improve access to affordable, high-speed, reliable internet in unserved and undeserved communities. Across Oregon, the funding allocates will be used to develop and deploy the Broadband Equity access, and development program from President Biden's already received millions in federal dollars to support the broadband access, as well as passing a cell phone tax also dedicated to support broadband access. Why do they want to put people on the grid? Because that's the agenda. That's where they're moving. That's where the future is. That's where things are going. Now, get off your ass and do something about it. At least, at least, at least start doing stuff with your neighbors. At least try to wake people up. Otherwise, we're just spiraling down into this technological oblivion. But we are reaching a hard stop. People are understanding how dire straits we really are in. The EU warns against potential unintended consequences of geoengineering. So now all of a sudden they're admitting that the chemtrails in the Earth's atmosphere are actually having some adverse effects. Uh, you think? Look at the cycles of what's been happening in our vegetation just locally. Our fruit trees haven't bared fruit for years. They finally are this year. But do you not think that that's because of the chemicals that's being put on it? Do you not think that's the stress of the harp based weather weapons that have been undergoing and still continue to do? Does anything feel off to you? Does it feel like the weather just feels off this year? You know, because we have a primitive clock in our mind. Now granted there's El Niño and El Niño and all these different elements right and nothing's consistent but it doesn't feel like we really have the seasons like we used to when we were younger or at least when I was younger. So could that be weather modification? Could that be weather manipulation? Uh yeah. The carbon capture pipeline, the latest bridge to nowhere. As we've heard for years now, sometimes delivered in a memorable way, continuing elevation of atmospheric levels of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases, the rise of global temperatures that follow. So now they have a pipe that's supposedly supposed to uh, suck the carbon out of the atmosphere. Yeah, that sounds like a good thing. Let's starve the plants. Sounds like a great idea. Let's starve out the plants so now people can't breathe anymore. And then the 14,000 feet of oxygen that covers the entire planet of breathable oxygen, let's suck all that out and see what happens. Hey, Bill Gates, let's uh, cover the sun. You know, he's got an experiment to where he wanted to build a giant balloon to block the sun. That sounds like a great idea. That sounds like a great idea, folks. Do not understand, we are living in this takeover. And it's up to you to decide whether you want to be a part of the resistance or be part of the extermination line that's going to come. And when the trains start coming and start rounding you up, don't say that we didn't warn you. We'll be right back. Me and my buddy, we make it all of this money. Yeah, I know it's rude to be bragging, they never catching us slack. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money. All right, welcome back to the final segment, Fourth of July special. Joshua Michael here. The one that will say what we need to say. The one giving the hard talk to you, the, the, the adult in the room that's not trying to hold your hand and treat you like a baby. Like everybody else wants to do. Everybody always criticizes my show and says, oh, you're, you're too hardcore. You're too deep. You talk about too much stuff. It's scary. Your show scares me. I can't listen to it. Okay, well, don't listen to it. I don't care. I'm not going to prance around your feelings and not tell you what I'm not seeing. I'm not going to live in that world. I'm not going to live in that slow, hand-holding element of trying to wake people up. If you're not awake right now and just absorbing everything that I'm talking about on your own without me having to talk to you about it, if you're not there yet at this point, then we know that you're going to be the ones going along with the CBDC program. And just so you know, you guys are creating a list for us. I'm creating a list for you. Not a list that we're going to do anything violent for you, but I'm just know I'm mentally writing you off in my mind for when the next pandemic comes, which won't be a real pandemic. It'll be a pandemic of nonsense but when they, when they roll out the next control grid system, just know your phone ain't going to be ringing with me on the other line. I'm not going to call you because I know deep down you're just a coward and you're not going to do anything about it. And unfortunately, we are in a state full of cowards. We, we have them all in the marble nut house. There's also some really great patriot people that I surround myself with and we're trying to wake people up, but at this point, folks, come on. Do you really need me to, do we really need to talk about this? We really need to talk about, oh, you know, we just got to, still got to wake people up and you, you can't be so hardcore about stuff. You can't talk about all that stuff. It's scary. Robot takeover. Psh, that's never going to happen. Robot takeover is never going to happen, folks. It's never going to happen. Even though Skynet's officially arrived, Skynet from Terminator, yeah, that's not from Terminator. That's an old uh, DARPA program called Skynet. Prior to Terminator being built, which is where they got the name Skynet, oh, that's being built, yeah. A member of the United States Air Force revealed at a Future Combat Air and Space Compatibility Summit at the Royal Aeronautical Society headquarters in London on May 23rd and 24th, a shocking cautionary tale regarding the use of artificial intelligence on the battlefield. During a wide ranging summit, uh, Colonel Tucker Hamilton, chief of the AI test and operations for the U S air force warned against the dangers of using AI to control aircraft. The U S air force tested an AI enabled drone that was tasked to destroy specific targets a human operator had the power to override the drone and so the drone decided that the human operator was an obstacle to its mission and attacked him now keep in mind it's not a real it was a simulation but ai is like yeah no you're in my way uh i'm gonna exterminate you and that's what's happening everywhere more so than things that we don't even see we don't even see it. And these people are blindly building this crap. For what? They're blindly building a road to nowhere, a road to oblivion, oblivion, a road to an extermination. I was talking about a conversation I was having with my brother earlier in the show. I was like, I said, okay, so say everything you say is true and there's nothing we can do. And the most powerful people in the world are building, are building a system That's basically making humans irrelevant. What are they going to do with all the humans? Well, we're just all going to live and be able to exist and we're not going to have to work all the time. Did you know that, you know, and I agree in some cases, right? You can't go get a college degree, get out of college, go get a good job and think that you're going to survive. You can't survive off minimum wage. You have to have government subsidies. I understand that. I'm not disenfranchising those people. I've been one of those people. I've been homeless two times in my life, folks. Two times. And it'll never happen again. Or at least I will fight like hell to make sure it doesn't happen again. But I've done some things and put some things in precaution that where that will never happen. But you have to be involved in your life. You have to be engaged. You can't just sit around and wait for people to help you. And you can't sit around and wait for people to do things for you. You can't sit around and wait for me and my show, which only comes on once a week, for me to come out with the show to figure out what the next thing is to do. You can't do that. You have to do things on your own. You have to do your own research. You have to do your own own investigation. What applies for your life? You might be a hell of a lot better at some things than I am. And I'm better at some things that you are. That's where the collaboration comes into play. But stop communicating via cell phone all the time. Get together with these people in real time, in real life, with no technology. Because understand, that is the Trojan horse. And I can't express it enough. So why do they want to run these high-quality fiber optic lines to Little Lake County in Oregon? It's because they need the control grid. They want to listen to you with the towers. The towers are multifunctional. You know how you have like a smart TV? Smart TV has a couple apps on it. It's got the Netflix app. It's got the Amazon Prime app. It's got 2B TV or whatever. It's also got Wi-Fi. It also has an Ethernet port and multiple HDMI ports, right? It's a multifaceted machine. It doesn't just do one thing. Yeah, it does do one thing in the sense that it projects a picture, Samsung had a bunch of pushback because they had cameras built in on them. I don't really think they'd do that anymore. But they're definitely listening to you. So why would they have a listening device and disclose in their terms and conditions that they can listen to you and they're going to listen to you and sell your information? Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Why does your phone openly admit that you do not put your phone next to your head? Otherwise, it'll cause cancer because it's high radiation. Why do they do that? Because it's all meant to be a Trojan horse. It's all meant to be a listening system. And so if you understand the most important fight is figuring out how to detach from these systems, yes, it might be more less convenient to have to do extra things. Yes, it might be more convenient to push one button to turn all the lights off in your house. That is convenient. I get it. It is convenient having a doorbell at your door with a camera on it. I get it. It's nice. It is nice. I install cameras for a living. I understand. There's different systems that you could put in that aren't being monitored. Here's one last thing, and I'll leave you before we go, before we end this uh, crazy podcast, because it's not going to go on. This isn't going to go on the radio. But one. The cameras on the Ring system have been captured and controlled by local agencies. Law enforcement agencies are now able to, through an agreement that they had with Ring and probably Nest too. I don't know about Nest. They have an agreement that you signed up with. You accepted in the terms and conditions that it's okay that they can access that footage anytime they want. And we saw it with the Jesse Smollett trial. If you listen to the testi- testimony that the police had, the reason they were able to capture those guys and realize that it was all fake, and it was those guys from Nigeria that were on the set of Empire, the reason they were able to discover that is because they had that agreement with Ring. They were able to track those guys through all of the little cameras that everybody installs in their front door They were able to track those guys from that. That was an agreement with Ring and the agencies, not you. You signed it without knowing it. And that's an example of the overreach. You're listening to Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Again, noncompliance is key. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share at NoncompliantUS on Twitter and noncompliantamerica.com. Have a great week. Happy Fourth of July.